Welcome everybody to Barbells and Beers, episode two. We are recording this on a Sunday morning. How are you, Mads? Yeah, good. Had a really good weekend um, so far. Yesterday we went out to St. Clair for a 10 o'clock game for Geordie um, and then had smashed down some donuts in the car on the way to my game, um, which was good. Had a pretty good game. Um, and you played yesterday? I played yesterday, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's news to me. 27 points. Right, okay. And then Jeez, I'm out of the loop. Um, last night uh, we went to Illuminate, which was really good fun. Nice. Was it busy down there? Um, kind of. There's a lot of little kids and I'm pretty sure it was way past their bedtime. Probably way past Geordie's bedtime too. Yeah. Well, he's only just got up. Struggling a bit. <laughs> um, we're going to do a bit of a special episode today. Um, as we have mentioned in the first um, first couple of episodes of, of Barbells and Beers, you have a, a bit of an interesting backstory, <laughs> Mads. Um, obviously, we've touched on a few times your struggle your your issues over the last couple of years um with with an eating disorder i'm just going to pop it in here now guys this is a bit of a trigger warning um we will be discussing eating disorders mental health um and everything sort of attached to that um so if you are in a vulnerable space or you know that that's a topic that may may cause some triggering issues for you then i would advise you to skip this episode um as always, if we can offer any assistance or point you in the right direction of any professionals, we are more than happy to do that. So yeah, I guess we probably should let the listeners know we've got um, we've got your mum Asha here and your brother Geordie. This has obviously been been a bit of a, a story and a path for all of us, um, and probably you know many other people that we can't fit in this room um, that have been been along this this ride roller coaster <laughs> whatever you want to call it with with you and with us over the last two and a bit years yeah two years now so i guess take us take us back mad to the lead up i suppose to <laughs> well, we've just had the, the the podcast cat jump on the middle of the table here and making an appearance um so doing? i guess guess we'll, we'll spend a bit of time on this and unpack a few a few layers it'd probably be a bit like an onion i guess mm. um and we'll just sort of peel back things as we go um and we'll obviously get some some insight and some thoughts and um yeah a bit of a bit of that sort of stuff from from mum and geordie as well and um yeah yeah so i guess take us right back to the start maddie like where where do you think that this came from how did it manifest itself what were those sort of um, initial inklings I suppose that you had that you know maybe that things were going to be a bit of a struggle mm. with, with with that sort of uh, aspect of your life yeah um so I think it kind of all started when I was really oh my gosh sorry my cats just hit the microphone um, it kind of all started when I was about 11 and, or 12. Like I kind of started noticing little um, habits that I began to pick up or little thoughts that I had in my head. Um, so in that state program, I remember very clearly before every game, we would have to weigh ourselves um, and then weigh ourselves after. And I remember just comparing myself to like the other girls in the team. 
and then there was also kind of that aspect of like I have a younger brother and obviously he's quite little doesn't have a whole lot of size on him (laughs) so it was always like Jordan's like the little skinny one and like Maddie was just like healthy like I don't know I kind of it made me feel like I was so much bigger than him um and I kind of wanted that I don't know that like feeling of being like small like him and everyone making such a such a deal about him being so little (laughs) um so yeah um and then obviously when I got to playing high level basketball um I began to feel like I had to be fitter I had to be thinner in order to play better um so yeah and then that's kind of when the restrictions began to happen I guess so when when was that about time wise um so we went to Queensland in December January um, of yep. twenty so 2020, 2020 December and twenty twenty one January like we okay. were over there for Christmas and everything yeah um and I think it was kind of when we got back from Queensland so it would have been yeah about January February okay so you you spoke a little bit there around um the the state program and mm. having weigh ins and and things like that do you, do you think that that kind of might have triggered you know a little bit of of the um, habitual side, I guess, of of weighing in and and mm. being very mindful about you know yeah. your weight and, and what you were putting That's in your body. That's when I first became really aware of my weight. Was that like three day like period where we would like have to weigh ourselves and all the girls would like talk and like if you'd like gained weight after the game like that was like bad like you drank too much water during the game like it was just this whole weird thing that I kind of didn't really understand at the time yeah but I realized after that kind of had a bit of a big impact on me okay so fast forward a little bit I guess to when things became obviously serious Mm. um you know, you did touch on it a little bit an episode or two ago when um, you know you thought you just had low iron, low iron and low um, iron, yeah. and we had to go to the hospital uh, to the doctor, sorry, just to mm. get some blood tests and and the like. You know what what was the lead up to that, and you know what what were you feeling sort of around that period of time? Yeah, so this was in April of twenty twenty one when, like, obviously, I think you guys got a bit worried. Um, I passed out, obviously, at my first basketball training with my new club. So we might just pause there for a second, Maddie, and just talk a little bit about that, I think, because I think that was quite a yeah a highlighting fact, I suppose, mm. for, for me. I, I was obviously on, on site there. Actually, I don't think you were there no, that day, were you? No, Because um, so at the time, everyone was like, oh, she's just nervous, like... <laughs> Whatever. So that was Maddie's first um, first training session with um, South Adelaide Panthers uh, basketball club here in Adelaide. So she had transferred from Southern Tigers um, to South Adelaide, um, and yeah, first training. You know, you think you were doing sprints or you were doing we were like in the huddle getting ready for a drill, and yeah. I just remember not being able to see anything. And yeah, I put my so hands you on lost you lost a bit of vision there, and um, yeah, I was talking to one of the mums there, and then next minute I turn around and see. Um, Maddie sprawled out on the floor. And yeah, and I don't remember, like, getting out. Yeah, so I rushed everything. rushed into the court there and um, picked you up and <laughs> carried you off. And it was lucky um, one of the mums there is a nurse, so kind of knew what to do. And yeah, that definitely, I think, was, was that part where, you know, I think mum and I have kind of gone, oh, okay, there's there's something yeah not not right here. You know, our, I'm pretty sure our initial thoughts, sorry, wasn't 
tied to an eating disorder. No. Um, I think we were probably hoping the same as you, that it would, you know, a bit of, a bit of low blood sugar or <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of low iron or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think that was definitely a really scary moment yeah. for me. Um, I probably wanted to hope i guess that it was a bit of nerves maybe as well and yeah i mean you didn't cover yourself in glory that first training session that's for <laughs> sure so still made it into the tip one team somehow you did you like well i actually got after i passed out and like had my little moment i actually got back on court and finished the training lucky you're tall <laughs> i think um that's um definitely always been in your your favor that's for sure so yeah. okay so yeah pick it up from there if you if you could um so then um, I continued to train with South. Um, it was a pretty hard program, honestly. Like, it was pretty full on. Um, but I was obviously still... Like, that's when I began to restrict. Um, Which seems so counterintuitive for the position that you played in basketball. Mm, you know, as a tall, as yeah. a as an almost a... You know, that tall guard, power 40, century... Yeah kind of of player and i remember having those conversations with you going fuck mate you just you got to put on some size because you're getting the shit kicked out of you down low and um you know you couldn't you couldn't hold yourself in those state programs and that that definitely did have a detrimental impact on on your career and your your ability to to make further rep teams and, and to perform for south absolutely yeah that that restriction mindset and mm. And that, as I said, seems so counterintuitive, counterintuitive yeah. for for your your sport and the position that you had in that that team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. So yeah, I continued to restrict. We ended up. Mum was like, um, "We're gonna go see a doctor. Like, find out. Um, like, obviously, what's going on." So I got some blood tests done. My bloods were pretty normal. Like, there wasn't really anything unusual about them at that time which i think shocked the absolute fuck out of everyone, everyone and i think yeah. that really left us with you know our hands sort of in the air a little bit going what the fuck is going on here mm. like yeah because they, they were pretty good mm. um so then we went um to the doctor she was like um we're gonna book you in for a dietitian come back in two weeks we'll see how we go um that two-week period i lost over four kilos and I was the like it was yeah it was just horrible I wasn't happy school was actually okay I was probably performing the best in school I'd ever been (laughs) um so yeah and then that after that two weeks we went back to the doctor I was still playing basketball at this point however on the Sunday before I was admitted I remember not wanting to go to training I couldn't walk like I was so sick so malnourished I couldn't I couldn't physically train I couldn't walk um so yeah and then on the tuesday we went back to the doctor to find out like if we could talk to a dietitian kind of sort that all out um they obviously did my obs they did my weight and they were like you need to go to hospital right now um that was that was a really interesting week that one because um yeah that i think it was the saturday or the sunday saturday the saturday night um i was at um at a gym party and um yeah, Ash is just throwing her head back around a bit of, a bit of a giggle at that one because we know what's coming there. Old mate here had a had a couple of froths, which I don't know, probably the first time I'd ever had a drink, really. Uh, Clearly. That was a joke. Tough crowd here. Um, yeah, and um, it was pretty 
early in the morning. I think we the bar had closed, and a few of us were um, about to walk back to the owner's owner's house. And um, I, my memory's a little bit glitchy from there. Um, but yeah, I was actually the victim of a coward punch. Um, and yeah, out of nowhere, one of the guys that that was at the gym that, at that time. Um, Took a bit of umbrage to me, um, from my memory, um, helping his partner across the road and didn't like it. And, um, yeah, we were just having a bit of a laugh. And then the next minute, yeah, copped one when I wasn't looking straight to the face and, um, yeah, split my lip and hit my head on the ground when I fell over. And, yeah. Eventful. Bit of a mess. So, yeah. still don't have any feeling in my bottom <laughs> lip. So, it's interesting when I'm having a having a drink or having to eat something. Sometimes it looks like yeah, just um, dribble out because I can't get a bit of lip. dribble down your t- lip. So yeah, that was on the the on Saturday. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, I was um, I was a bit groggy for the next couple of days and a bit of a delayed concussion. And I'm just gonna probably think that that's still the case now. I think I probably just got delayed concussion for yeah, the last three years. I would think so. Yeah, it's obvious, really. Um, yeah, so sitting in the doctor's surgery at, um, for your appointment and I've got a bit of a busted up face yeah. more, than, more so than usual yeah um, Ash I might just get you to just to give you know how were you feeling at that at that point of time you know when yeah you need to come right up to the mic mate um, when you know that that sort of period of time was was going on you know obviously it's been a, been a big couple of days and I probably didn't help the situation and um, and then obviously we're dealing with with the real unknowns of what's going on with with your mate there what was what was sort of going through your 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 head and your your mind where were you at at that point I think it was just a bit of initial confusion really regarding Maddie I guess she's always been a fit kid and always just basically eating whatever and then we were kind of at a point where she just was playing with food on her plate and being a bit of a feeder and trying to like push food onto Jordan and stuff so we knew that her the way that she went about things had definitely changed in that period um yeah I guess the yeah the passing out of basketball and um just she became a bit of a shell of herself so we knew that things weren't right so that's obviously why we sort of did those initial tests and things but I don't know I feel some of it I feel a bit blocked out of my mind with everything that we've been through as well so sometimes it's a bit hard to recount what happened but yeah it was definitely an interesting um yeah week and then sort of just to be told oh my god we have to actually just take her straight to hospital um when we were there they they tried to sign her up for the statewide um eating disorder clinic as well but they're like just try your luck just go straight to hospital so it's just like basically grab everything you could head to hospital sit in there I guess yeah, well, I I mean, if you want me was, to go into detail about that next step yet or? um yeah we'll definitely we'll find our way there I think and um yeah, I mean that that day sitting in the doctor's surgery, I think it was just the three of us because um, Jordy was Jordy still was at, at school, school and um, what's that, mate? Always at school. Yeah, you're always at school. Um, yeah, I remember sitting there with with the nurse and and having her turn around to us and go, "You need to take her now. You need to go to emergency now." She was like, "You're the worst case yeah. I've ever seen." 
yeah, and that was um, that was really tough to to hear, but it, it it didn't feel real. The whole thing felt like you know it was it was a bad dream, or you know was I still passed out on the the pavement from Saturday night, just imagining all of this because it it didn't feel real, and it, it it started this this chain of events of just pure chaos that I don't think you know we had no understanding of what that was even going to look like you know past the next hour the next the next 24 hours you know and you know don't want to jump too far forward too quickly but yeah I guess from from what Ash just said then around what the fuck does this look like now like we've got to take our girl to the hospital to emergency department and we don't know what that looks like um so yeah i think for for us you know it was that okay what do we do so it was asha grab the car take money to hospital i'm gonna go back to the house pack some stuff i'll meet you there and then it was i don't really remember a whole lot from that day from well pretty much mum and i had to sit in the pediatrics like area we had to be in a hospital like i don't know what it was like the hospital room um and they would like do my orbs they were taking my blood but they couldn't get any blood out of me i like clearly remember that lady like having to draw all this blood out of me (laughs) um and then pretty much we had another lady come in like we were in there for hours like just in that bedroom and i'd be like mum i'll eat kfc on the way home like i'm not getting admitted like i'll eat kfc <laughs> <laughs> do you remember yeah yeah i was like it's yeah. fine like i'm fine I'll eat it was KFC. this sh- and i wasn't there but i do remember the conversations that i think mum and i had that um later that day when we're in there and when when she's recounting it to me going you were you were pleading you were trying to make deals you were you were doing all the things that you could think to come up with to to stay out of hospital um but yeah probably what i want to touch on just quickly is um yeah so that that day i i I came home to to pack some stuff and i had no fucking idea what i was meant to chuck in a bag but i think you that first night you just end up with the most random assortment of shit that i've just i had some of your t-shirts in there some of my t-shirts couple of my hoodies which i think you've still got actually mate so (laughs) want to wash them and send them back that'd be great um I think one of the the real hardest things for me was was when I had to pick Geordie up from school, and because um, obviously he had no idea what was going no, on. No, so he he got in the car with me, and I was I was visibly upset, and he's like, "Dad, what's wrong?" And um, yeah, I had to um, somehow explain to him that his his sister was in hospital now. Um, do you, do you remember a whole lot of that that time, buddy? Uh, yeah, I kind of do. Like, when I got in the car and I just see you just, like, sitting there almost, like, with tears in your eyes. And then, um, I just ask, yeah, what's wrong? And then you just start crying and telling me what's going on. And then I remember trying to hold it together, but then I just start crying on the way home. And I was, like, so confused because I'm just like, how did this happen? Mm. Like, I just remember her being, like, a normal kid, just, like, loving, eating and all the types Mm. of food. And, like, she looked forward to dinner and, like, lunch and stuff just to eat. And now she's in hospital for an eating disorder. It's, like, crazy the change in such a short time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, 
Yeah, you're exactly. Sorry, I remember before I got admitted, I remember him being like, just eat, Maddie, like, just eat. Like, he yeah. would try so hard. <laughs> Um, before and I've just had a thought that sort of come to my head then and before we sort of jump too much further into the the process around you know what we went through leading up to that um, from a school perspective you know you did touch on the fact there before that you know you, you were doing well at school and yeah. you, you have right through right the way through um, you know thank whoever wants to take credit for that one but um, not you you know, when, when you were at school, you know, was, was there a period of time where where you were sort of chucking out your recess and your lunch and either, you know, hiding it, disposing of it? And and was that, did that form part of your restriction as well? I think I just didn't pack it. Like, I just didn't pack food. Because then I kind of had no option, really. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, all my teachers being so worried, like, especially my tutor group teacher, because I was in year eight at the time. Um, and my tutor teacher, she would, like, come up to me and she's like, now, like, I've got, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of teachers, like, really worried about you. I was like, no, I'm fine. Um, so, yeah, she was, like, very worried about me and she would always, like, try to help me out and she'd be like, I'll buy you lunch, like, it's fine, like, um, so, yeah, so I'm very grateful for her and she even, like, sent me a card in hospital and everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, my school was very, very supportive yeah. through the whole, yeah. the whole period. So, that first night in hospital... You know, when when it became a reality that, you know, we were staying there. Well, we weren't, you were. <laughs> and mum was staying there that yeah. first night. Um, you know, I, I remember coming to the hospital with, with Geordie and seeing you, you know, laying on the, the bed with nasal tube, feeding tube and, you know, the ECG little dots all over you and oh, wires yeah. and... Um, yeah, that was probably one of the, the foulest moods I've seen here as well. Um, you know, that was the... the I don't know what the word is, but, you know, the, the moments, I guess, where I think you realised, I've fucked up. Yeah. Um, and it was anger, it was, it was despair, it was every negative emotion I think that you could probably attach to. I was embarrassed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. probably embarrassment, yeah, definitely. I think we felt that as well, so. um. Yeah, just on that, I honestly don't think that we knew how sick she was until we actually got her to the hospital when they actually weighed her properly as well. So to actually see just, yeah, skin and bones is that reality check as well. Yeah, sorry, I just remembered when I, like, had to, um, I was waiting in the paediatric room before I got, like, admitted when um i had to like get like undressed and like i had to like weigh myself and i had to remember like your face mom like i'll never forget that yeah so that first night you know you two spent together and um you know i brought geordie home and what was what was that night like for both of you you know, interested um, in both of your, your different um <laughs> experiences i suppose yeah so pretty much as soon as I got there, I had to get tubed up. Um, so pretty much it goes up your nose and down your throat into your stomach and you're getting fed through, I don't even know what it is. Like you're just like getting fed. thing. Yeah, like 24-7. But you, was it the first day that you had to have it redone because it came, because it came back out? No, so I was like, cho- the next day I was like choking on it. So they had to like redo it and I got it put on the other side. Um... 
so yeah that was interesting so I had to go through that twice um but and then I was obviously hooked up to a like machine that was tracking my heart as well 24 7 because of my obs my like they were just so worried about my heart um and then I remember that whole night I was in a room um just by myself and with my mum we weren't allowed to close the curtain like it had to be open 24 7 and all night my heart would just go off and off and off um so they're like doctors and that would have to come in check my heart make sure I wasn't bloody dying um so yeah but you slept on the couch that whole night with me sleep is a very um interesting term <laughs> when you've got the monitors going all night and then yeah as you said nurses coming and checking your bloods and everything every couple of hours it was a very um interesting experience yeah i don't think there was a lot of sleep that um really happened on on either end i think i think old mate here probably slept pretty well didn't you Back at home. Yeah, back yeah. At, he was he was comfy. I wasn't right. I wasn't worried. I wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, if you uh, want to be a champ, that's your choice. Um, yeah. So that that first night when you were admitted, you were deemed medically unstable. Yeah. Um, your heart rate was at a point where it was very serious. It was very, very touch and go. Um, you know, you've if you were really going to survive the night, to be honest, yeah. um, you were you were in a very critical uh, moment, period of time. Um, had you not been at the hospital, you probably wouldn't be here. Um, I just remembered something. When, like, I think it was maybe a couple of nights before I got admitted, I have a, I used to have a bunk bed, and we had to actually take the mattress down from my, like, loft because I couldn't, like, climb up the ladder. So that was pretty scary, I yeah. think. So waking up the next morning in hospital, you know, the, the probably, as mum said, you know, you didn't have a whole lot of sleep that night, but um, waking up that that following morning in the emergency department still, because I don't think you'd been transferred to the, the ward at that point, so, no, um, no. yeah, I think it was, was close to sort of 36 odd hours she was in emergency. Yeah, we pretty much stayed there, like, most of the next day as well, really, because we had to have all the other people like the doctors and um the counselors and everything come and see us during the day so it was a bit overwhelming with just all these people coming and going and telling you all this stuff and this kind of just had to roll with it yeah yeah so i think it was it was probably later that night that um that afternoon that that a bed opened up on on the ward um which is a dedicated uh, eating disorder ward at Flinders Medical Centre here in Adelaide. That was, you know, a whole other experience in yeah. itself, um, going to a ward where there was four I beds. was in a room with three other girls. Yeah, so three other girls at different... Plus there was a whole other room of yeah, other girls. Yeah, so they were broken down into to age groups, and I think you were in the under, under 16, and there was older girls in another room, I think. No. No, oh, it was okay. kind of just wherever you ended up, really. I'm probably just making shit up then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was something that obviously we had no experience and knowledge or, you know, anything on that even there was an eating disorder ward. Um, and then to, to walk in there and see three other young women there at different points of of their their battle and their struggle and... 
So going on to the eating disorder ward, there's there's a roughly around about a two to three week um, period, um, I guess, where they they guide uh, the patient through um, firstly becoming stable, and then there's there's different levels and and benchmarks, I guess, that the the program there look for to to get these these young women um, out. back yeah, back and out really. Um, so yeah, there were there were different different uh, parts of their journey, you know, and even over the, the period of time, I'm not going to jump too far forward here, but you know, even to, through our experience, there had just there was a changeover of probably four or five patients there, and, and soon as one was was discharged, another one would come in. The bed was made up, and another one was straight in there, yeah. and you know, this happened probably as I said, good good three to five times i reckon um sorry ash you look like you wanted to jump in and say something no i was just gonna say yeah it's like a revolving door of kids and ages and a number of the girls there had been in multiple times as well so it wasn't just firsts it was multiple so going on to the ward um what, what what did that that first sort of period of time look like um there so just you know what, what was if you can even remember i suppose yeah, no, i like, like really struggling to remember you know what what was where were you at then what was what were you thinking where where what was your body telling you what was your, your mind going through like what where were you then what were you thinking i remember thinking as soon as i can get out i can go and not eat and lose all this weight again <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so pretty much. Do you want me to kind of talk about like how a day to day looked in? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that would be really good. Um, what I'm going to do is is break this this up into two parts. Yeah. Um, so I would really like to just have this part to go through the hospital process. Um, and yeah, yeah. What what did it look like? What was the day like? Yeah. Um, so we would wake up at eight o'clock every morning. I was in a wheelchair for five days. I wasn't allowed to walk because they were too worried about my energy expenditure. Um, I was literally just sitting on a hospital bed, wheeled to the dining room, back to the hospital bed. Um, so pretty much. Right. I think that's that's you know really highlights the seriousness, I suppose, or the the level of detail that needs to go into a recovery from this you know that they, they, they to the point where they as you said were, were so concerned about you walking because that was yeah. going to burn too many calories that you needed to store yeah yeah um so then from there we would have breakfast we were allowed half an hour to finish our meals if you didn't finish a meal you were given what's called a bolus let's just chat a little bit about the bolus thing as you brought it up i was i was waiting for you to mention that thing um that was everyone's everyone's favorite sorry everyone's favorite was the bolus um so pretty much if you didn't finish your meal in the time frame or you didn't finish a component of your meal you were given what's called a bolus which is essentially the food that we were having in our feeding tubes um so it's basically liquid calories liquid that looked like shit (laughs) tasted like shit it looked a bit like a chocolate protein shake like an up and go yeah an up and go or you know a chocolate thick shake from maccas when i got my first one everyone was like it's like a hot up and go 
it wasn't like a hot up and go. <laughs> <laughs> and there was different flavours as well. And you weren't even allowed to choose your flavour. Yeah, I mean, it was... There was like chocolate, banana, vanilla. Yeah, I think the, the number of times you, you likened it to a concentration camp was um, was pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so when, when you didn't finish your meal in that, that time frame... Yeah. And, you know, obviously to, to, let, also, to yeah. let people know, you, you had very little control over your yeah. your meals um yes. we we got to uh, exclude three items three i think it was sides. when when you got admitted either for personal preference dietary um you know all those other things but we could only choose to exclude three, three things so what did what did you exclude so mine was fish pork and red meat yeah which in no way was that restricting as well i just want to touch on that i know of girls that did actually pick things that were like quote unquote fear yeah. foods, but that for me, and they we were don't not, typically eat. We pork, don't eat that red meat yeah. or fish you know, no. in our normal diets they anyway. So I don't eat that. That wasn't restricting. Yeah. So yeah, if you didn't finish the meal in your allotted thirty minutes, um, and they were very hot on that, there was no negotiation. No. There was no like thirty-one Even, minutes. It was thirty minutes. Pens down. Yeah, one of my good friends, um, in hospital, she actually like ate her meal. Sorry, she ate half a meal, had a bolus, threw up the bolus and the meal. Because you're just getting stuffed with all this food. Like, yeah. it's a joke. I think she was sick that day as well, though. So, yeah, like, yeah. they didn't care if you were sick. No. They, don't, no. they don't care. So she threw up. They gave her another bolus, um, threw that up, and then they were just like, yeah, whatever, like, we're done now. <laughs> yeah, that was, that I think was even they've got to pick their battles at some points as well. But um, So, yeah, the bolus was the, the big stick that they used to to beat you with um but you know you had to get the calories in by any any means possible with the bolus as well so say so it's not even about what you don't eat like if you're going to eat something you kind of have to eat the whole thing so if you're Mm -hmm. i don't know if this makes sense but if you had a sandwich so you have a four point sandwich if you ate half of that sandwich you get the bolus for the whole thing yeah and same with dinners if you had a plate of veggies pasta and bread if you ate the whole thing of the pasta but you didn't eat the veggies and the bread you get the bolus for the veggies and the bread yeah so there was no credit the given for thing. anything that you ate off off the meal they basically didn't even take that into consideration no. it was just you didn't eat that meal so, so you get the equivalent calorie yeah. in in the bolus so you could eat half of that meal but get the bolus for the whole thing so That's you might right. be eating an extra 500 to 600 calories like through the bolus so when when you were, were on the ward, um, you know, and you're taking us obviously through what you know a relatively typical day looks like, um, especially in that that first period. You also, know. getting taken to the bathroom too by the nurses. Yep. So you were you weren't left unattended at any point. Um, you know whether that was going to the bathroom, showering, Shower. anything like that. It was either a nurse was was present with you in in the bathroom or the door was left open. Yeah. Um, because obviously the risk of of purging and and doing stuff that you're not meant to do um, was obviously quite quite rife and quite a, a concern yeah. for the for the nurses and the doctors and that there. So they they did take whatever precautions mm-hmm. they needed, and they were good about it. Like even they were like, "I know this is inco- uncomfortable for you, but we have to do it." Uncomfortable for you? What about them? They would mm-hmm. that wouldn't be pretty for them either. Yeah, yeah. And even after your meals as well, you had to what lay in bed for yeah, half an hour. hour. And couldn't actually go to the bathroom or do anything as well so they were very cautious of that so this was basically why you were at level zero essentially um yeah. and then i still had my feeding tube i had my feeding tube for about, about a week 
Um, yeah, give or take. Wasn't yeah, probably just under a week, but. Under a week, yeah. Um, yeah, so there was little to no exercise, um, and you went from you know probably eating you know around about what five to six hundred barely cows a day at, at best to, I think that first level was twenty thousand two hundred. Yeah, and that was only that was for the first couple of days, and then. So obviously, initially, I gained a lot of like water weight. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable. Like, it was very uncomfortable because you're just eating these foods full of water. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just not fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once you hit those those benchmarks that we spoke about... Um, the different levels. Different levels. Different levels. Um, you, you go up, but that's time for celebration for, for your family. Um, for yeah. you, I think that was... You almost saw that as a bit of a failure, I think, when yeah. when you had to, to go up because what did that mean? More food. More calories. Um, how did you go dealing with with that side of it, with, with going up levels and, and knowing what that meant? Um, I think the girls, like, we all supported each other. We all helped each other. We were there for each other the whole time. Every night we'd push our beds together, watch a movie, we'd play card games, like... And I still talk to these girls, like, every day. Like, I have these, like, two or three girls I talk to every single day. And I think that's where your, your love of horror movies came from yeah. as well. I think that was, um... And apparently we won the Haunted Ward as well. We got told that multiple times. Oh, excellent. Um... Yeah, I guess... It, uh, that was... When when we got told by the doctor that you know Maddie's gone up to to level one or level two or mm. or whatever it was, um, you know I think Mum and I definitely saw that as a as a huge achievement. Yeah, and, it meant um, I was closer to getting out. And you know, but for us, you know, we we were allowed to come in and, and sit with you um, during your meals, um, and as you went through that process, you know, we could take you off the ward to yeah. to go down to the little duck pond area, yeah. and we had meals down there. Um, that was a bit of a shit show some nights as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most nights, you know. Not the white bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ash, do you want to do you want to touch on a little bit on that process for for you, I guess, and and you know, from from our perspective, you know, around what that kind of felt like and looked like, and how you sort of coped with that. Sorry, I've got the cat sitting on me, so I'm a bit limited. Um, I guess what you probably didn't really touch on was um, their days were very restricted. So we couldn't actually visit until night time. So Maddie and all the girls had their routine um, during the day and then we would basically be on the ward sort of every night visiting her and being with her for her meals and things. Um, so it was pretty, I guess draining um in the fact that we were still trying to work and then see her and take care of jordan and run him around for all his sporting things and that as well but it was definitely testing um i guess you just like what jordan said before like you just just eat maddie like you and i think we were sort of torn between the fact of whether she just was doing it to get out or whether she was actually doing it to get better um so she obviously yeah initially had the tube but she was still eating as well um and then once she got the tube removed it was 100 percent on on her eating um so yeah there were definitely 
arguments and <laughs> discussions and um, it was a very trying time on both sides. You just, I guess as a parent, you just, you want the best for your kids, but you also get frustrated with, um, yeah, the pushback that she was giving in terms of just eating a piece of bread or, because I mean, cake was also one of the things that you had to have as well and ice cream and um, so just lots of things that were high calorie and um, we tried to obviously maintain those time frames and things but sometimes they would get a little bit pushed out but um, you obviously do do the best that you can in in the circumstances yeah absolutely um, the the battles that we had down at that duck pond around mealtime and definitely not some of my finer parenting moments I think there was some some definitely some heated heated moments and arguments and you know a lot of things said and and that that yeah we probably <laughs> would do it a little bit differently um again and it was was hard and you know, as as ash just touched on then you know i'll never forget geordie sitting there having his meal and and trying to, to eat along with you and then you sitting there literally looking like you wanted to choose violence <laughs> um and geordie just going Matty, just eat the bit of bread um you know or whatever it was or the, the little tub of ice cream it was a scone oh not the scone the scone yeah <laughs> um what i might do is is break there um and we're going to make this this probably just a, a bit of a two part couple apart um because it gets chat. even better in yeah so remember of last year <laughs> so yeah we will um Goodbye we're gonna have a break there and yeah, if if you listen to part one of this and and have any questions or anything that you you want us to to expand on or something that we went to talk about that we digressed from or or I know we got a bit distracted. Didn't we, we did. Um, please please send us a message. Um, you can find us on the socials at barbell. Uh, sorry, at underscore. We got the underscore at the wow. start of the end. <laughs> at underscore maddie dot lifts and at trent underscore yeah at uh, barbells <laughs> and no it's in a barbells dot and dot beers <laughs> underscore yeah something like that Just you know what barbells search beers. barbells and fucking beers and you'll find <laughs> us um, it'll pop up somewhere excellent we'll um we'll chat to you again soon Bye.